0: Today is, does it even
1: matter? We're not going to be here next week, so it doesn't matter. Is anyone even alive to listen to this? By the time you are hearing this, hello out there, hello, hello, if you are there.
0: This is Transmission, (laughs) The Last Colony. (laughs) This is LA Podcast, or... Sorry, the pile of rubble. It used podcast. to be known
1: as L.A. We
0: just lived through. I think this could be like a law situation where we're all now just like trapped here to like relive this over and over again every day. We That's actually you know, Here is like. what I think That's actually happened. We like. died on uh, Thursday. We di- <laughs> we all died on the Fourth of July, and now this is purgatory where we just, right. we uh, get earthquakes forever. We just lived through the second one, the 7.1. So, as you're well, listening. there was also
1: one in the morning. I got woken up by the aftershock I, yeah, at four I in the morning. That,
2: that was a five something?
1: It was like a five something. Yeah, five two or something.
2: You did get woken up. A representative up. from the mayor's office is knocking furiously at the door to say it was a 7.1 in Searles Valley and that you're being a baby about this. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you expect your earthquake alert app? to
0: activate and uh for the minor shaking like that i don't know oh i didn't even know you
2: noticed that <laughs> let's go back let's talk about the, the first one <laughs> let's talk about the first one he's came up with some amazing july 4th themed thank nicknames. you i got absolutely no affirmation on them whatsoever
1: but on wait, our we, text does, thread.
0: but i guess it's better for it to happen quickly on the
1: quickly recap what ha- what did happen for people who might be it listening was a holiday i was, was busy it was 4th of july it was mm. about 10 o'clock in the morning and it was a 6.6 that got revised down to a 6.4, a hundred miles away, in but yeah. very Actually wide. in San spread. Bernardino
0: County. No kidding. The, the, the epicenter was in San Bernardino County. Are you County. sure? Everyone had to edit all their stories. Ridgecrest oh. is in Kern County. Well, oh, but the
1: epicenter was in San Bernardino. In San Bernardino
0: County, yes. Okay. It was on the 4th of July. Here are my names. And this is just me like putting down stakes for how we refer to that earthquake permanently. Although now was we're never going to talk about it again because yeah. there was another one yeah. today. So here's what it's probably going to be. The ones I came up with are the Star Spangled Tremor. I like it. That's okay. The Hot Dog Roll. I like that one a lot more. Okay. I like it too. I think it's the best one. You do have to ignore the fact that, that people don't really call the Hot Dog roll. <laughs> <laughs> And the rattle hymn of the republic. That's the best. It's pretty. That's how you're going to
1: name the podcast <laughs> this week. That would be good.
0: So, but I think my friend Guy, and instantly Guy andor Kaiser, tweeted that this is this will be called the fourth quake.
1: Ooh, that's good. That's
0: good. It's really catchy, and especially because this one can then be the fifth quake. The fifth quake. Yeah. Wow. Easy. That is easy wow. to
2: remember. Yeah. So we have our names. Uh, we have Gets and it allows the important allows to thing just do it <laughs> almost infinitely. We have, uh, I mean, we have dogged LA journalist Alyssa Walker here, who has been working who,
1: instead of making a flag cake through, been working through the holiday weekend on the internet
2: on on uh, stories about what specifically about our our earthquake.
1: Well, the first thing. I don't know if we need to go into our LA stories about where we were and when it happened.
0: I was sitting on the couch looking at my phone. I, uh, well, well, then you're the perfect
1: use case for what I was going to say because I was at Target shopping, checking out, and my phone was very far away from me. So even if I had gotten the alert, I, you know, I wouldn't have heard it or seen it, you know. So I assumed. It was big enough that like everyone in the store was like, whoa, and everything was shaking. and You know, it was it was very visible earthquake to everyone, except for my children who were somewhat oblivious. They're just like, Ugh, <laughs> anything fall um, off
0: the shelf. Board games, I would think board games would be very susceptible
1: just rattling up. I mean, I wasn't really near where the shelves were. I, you Freezer. Know, Freezer, <laughs> yeah, freezer out. out, just you know, it wasn't like that, but it was you know, you know the little like um, things atop the self checkout where we were. Yes. There's like those, there's security cameras, and they all just started uh, going like wild. Like that's how we knew yeah. that's what it was. It was an earthquake. But my first thing was the the alert must have gone off, and I need to go home and write about it. So yes. I. Ran home, basically the ten blocks from the Target to my house with my children in this like wagon thing. I was like sprinting down the street, and everybody probably thought that I was scared of the earthquake, or <laughs> like running away from the earthquake. But I got home, and you know, I looked at my phone. I was like, "Oh, well, that's weird. Maybe I just didn't see it. Whatever." I mean, I just assumed the alert had gone off, and I had missed this moment yeah, to, to finally get the alert that for. I've been waiting for, and come to find no alert went out. Yeah, what mm-hmm. happened to you guys? I, you were looking at your phone I, So you <laughs> I
0: instantly was looking for Something to get mad about <laughs> I uh, Not
1: like geologic Did you know? not
0: have your phone You went to Target Without no, your wait, phone I'm saying it was
1: in my purse It was away from me I wasn't like Next to my phone It wouldn't have happened So I oh, okay. wouldn't Even if it had gone off I wouldn't have heard it Or seen it Because right. it was like over My purse was over here In the wagon with my yes. kids Yeah so. No, I instantly... You were looking at your phone. I was looking at my phone. So you, if you had gotten the I alert... I stay looking at my phone. <laughs> yeah, like, I have not stopped.
0: If they tried to get it by me, oh, no, it, no, like, the by delay. the city, and like, oh, the alert came
2: out. You guys didn't see it. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to slip bad. that one by me, pal. He's just watching.
1: Okay, Scott, what were you doing? You don't have to tell. But.
2: Um, I had actually had a an allergic reaction earlier <laughs> in the morning. So I was curled up in my bed in pain and the bed started shaking and i was kind of just like is it what
1: now (laughs) yeah no exactly (laughs) is it possible
2: you're like that twilight zone kid
0: that can like disappear people when he gets angry like you you start to like break out in a rash and we have an
2: earthquake i would say that's incredibly likely not not just possible um so i i was kind of in this uh once i realized it was an earthquake it was kind of just like do I actually have to move? <laughs> can I just Can I just stay? Is it going to end soon? And it, and it went really long. And I, just, I kind of just from that point on was like, well, I'm in a daze. I don't know what's happening until Alyssa tweets out about the shake alert. That was yeah. when I even remembered that I was supposed to get something right. at that point. So in the first case, I did not move.
0: I did not get what you're supposed to Alyssa get under the table. What yep. else? Is that it? Don't go, line, don't go outside. Drop. Hand, and hold uh, on. Put something on the back of your neck. Put your hand on the back of your neck. Or we want. Yeah,
1: I just want to protect your head from laceration. Final like
0: destination
2: Protecting style death. Yeah. Where so like drop, a Pane of glass just lops your head off. Right. Up. Which right. Happens. If you have any most people get hurt that way. suspended in your house. Yeah. It's probably a bad idea.
1: Yeah. We well, have- unless. You need them afterwards to fight the (laughs) people coming to your house.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing we actually have to talk about is like now I've moved on from like preparing, like obviously there's no stopping this from happening, but really we just have to prepare for the end times after it does happen. For the second earthquake, I was at Ma'am Sir, very close to the most talked about intersection on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Both of my co-hosts are getting breaking news on their phone. I'm just going to power through (laughs) with my story for you, the listener. And did go outside in this case. But also, I was the first person in but the restaurant you... to know that there was an earthquake. And I look around right. at everyone else there and everyone else is eating. And then finally, people start to look up. But like bustling restaurant, it was less of a uh, like a situation where you would like notice that kind of shaking. It was loud. I mm-hmm. think that like there wasn't really a, a sound cue.
1: And you ran outside, even though you know you're not supposed to do that. But
0: I'm not supposed to. There's dangling stuff everywhere. I mean, just like, <laughs> like why am I not supposed to run outside? You're sitting at a table. I was sitting at the window, actually. Mm. Why am I not mm. supposed to run outside on the sidewalk?
1: Well, because most people get hurt by either running outside and something falling from the building onto them or right. stepping on something that's okay, broken. but I was or... in a
0: building. But well, you, is...
1: you stay inside the building and get away from the glass. So you should oh, have moved okay. to a table further away from the yeah.
0: window. And also... I should have gotten
2: under someone's someone else's table. table. <laughs> well, I guess I'm glad <laughs> I didn't do that. In retrospect. <laughs> in, also in the event of a large earthquake, Alyssa, I think that you're also like not really going to be able to walk in a coordinated way. So there's the risk of falling over. That's what it is. More people get hurt from
1: like building, you know, lacerations, masonry, broken glass, then, you know, something falling on you.
0: So, I mean, this is like what I'm a little scared of now. This, well, talk about your second earthquake experience.
1: I got under a table. I was putting my kids to bed and... Uh, my mom you was in them town. Aside. I, sho- I do what I always do. I, <laughs> <laughs> I push the kids <laughs> and run for my life. Um, they thought it was fun at first, but yeah. then my daughter had a lot of questions cause yeah. she she, she didn't really. They do so earthquake. Do they do earthquake drills at school, but I don't think they really go into what it is. And I I know she has seen some shows and movies that have earthquakes, but I don't think she really understands. So her question was, "What fell down?" Mm -hmm. And I had to go into the tectonic plates, you know, but it was, it was an interesting, the first, she had registered a little bit of fear this time. Even though yesterday she was like, Oh, we were in an earthquake. It was so fun. I don't think she felt it, but today she was kind of like, she's like, mom, you scared me. Yeah. Yeah, So, or I probably scared her being like, Avery, get under this table. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, For me, I mean, so I had a lot of fun yesterday reading people's responses when I asked on Twitter, like what they thought was happening before they realized it was an earthquake. Uh, For me, I thought it was my cat's fighting, which happens all the time. And and people are like, oh, well, can your cats really move your bed? Yeah, they can. Unfortunately, they really can. Today, I mean, I having felt that yesterday, it was like my brain went there first thing. It was like, yeah, "Yeah, I I know exactly what's happening. I was with Sarah. She didn't. uh, I don't think she like you said she I was I registered it before she did and was kind of just like yesterday had no reaction because I was just on the bed in pain. And today I did the wrong thing and we got in the doorways, which you're not supposed to do. That would be my instinct. Right? Why does it? Why do I think I'm supposed to do that? I feel that? like that was something that they like used to do. Yeah, they used to, to
1: say that or and people now, used to do it. Right. I don't know, but that's not a good place to go either.
2: So don't do that. Don't, Under a table. Don't be like me. As in all other aspects, be like Alyssa, not like me. Okay. <laughs> so this is the thing that I'm really
0: terrified of now. I could... We, I could live through those earthquakes every day forever. And once I got used to them, I was like actually, kind of into it. it. Of yeah, fun. you're yeah, like, I, exactly.
1: yeah, I can do this. I'll tell
0: you this right now. If I if my phone gets a shake alert, I am crushing a cyanide capsule. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 those two experiences were totally undeserving of a shake alert from my phone, if I get one, I don't
2: want to. Experience you don't want to know. You want to nice. be oblivious. No you want to just can turn it Can it we away. talk about the the response All right. So let's,
1: so in the moments after quake 1, quake what is fourth it called? Fourth quake. I, 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 yeah, I like it. That was Good. the fourth Good. quake. A lot of questions about what we for, you know, you first have to find out what the magnitude is when mm-hmm. that was a 6.4, but it was a 100 miles away. So It was a
0: 6.6 first and so then it, it got They revise downgraded.
1: it down. Yeah. They always get downgraded. Uh well not always, but they often. This get.
0: one got downed and then upped tonight. <laughs> It
1: did. Um, so what I was trying to figure out was what the definition of the app had been given to us when we first reported on it. And it said, I looked back at the words that it said, and it said, earthquakes of 5.0 or higher when shaking is felt in L.A. County. To okay. me, Yes
2: meets that definition that meant
1: an earthquake of 5.0 or higher magnitude when people in LA County might feel shaking and of course
2: irrespective of whether or not the epicenter was in LA County or wherever and if anything that's conservative
0: because the day just get nostalgic for a second the day I met Alyssa was the day of the shamrock shake (laughs) uh which was the St. Patrick's Day earthquake of 2013 Uh uh-huh does that sound right? Uh, you had no, just written. Would you have been written 20 about 20 it like four It was either thirteen or fourteen. If I had written
1: about the early warning, it was. You 2014. No, you had written.
0: Uh, you had gone out with Lucy Jones yeah, for yeah. an that article. That was twenty fourteen. That yeah. was twenty fourteen. I know it was twenty fourteen because okay. I was in detail. Uh, yeah. And that was that one was by the, like the second, now third uh, most intense earthquake I fell. Mm-hmm. and it was like a pretty big mm-hmm. jolt. Mm-hmm. But so it was they, they, that was like a four point six or something. Yeah, so they, but they, it was they, closer. That would not register an alert. Well, at all. but
1: that's the thing. It was it was closer. Well, yes, I mean. That that this is their definition for West the app. Room. It but, was but, under my apartment. Yeah, under your apartment. But other apps, the other which we'll get into in a minute, I've gotten plenty of alerts for the other um early warning apps that I that I have been signed up a for. Beta and they'll for. give you you can set the intensity that you want to that have. That would
0: be nice. Yeah. So
1: that this one thing that we can talk about. But anyway, so we all tried to look back at the we meaning me and you know, other people trying to figure this out online. Uh looking at what the definition was or the app. So we were like, this should have This should have probably sent us an alert. But then reports started to come out. People were saying things like it only reports earthquakes that are in L.A. County, which that can't be true because our biggest threat is the San Andreas Fault, which does not go through. That's 100 miles away in many cases. So um, that explanation wasn't right, even though it was being floated out there. And then even in like the same. Like breath, people from like USGS were saying it's not designed to pick up quakes that are, you know, too far away and it needs to meet these certain requirements for the intensity of shaking in LA County. So it's not magnitude, it's a different scale and, and we can explain it in a million different ways, but um, it's just you, all you need to know is it's measuring shaking intensity. So if you are thinking about from weak to strong, very strong. I don't know. There's all these, you know, different levels. They they were saying that it's shaking intensity of five. Right. So which, which can I
0: say? The scales are too close to each other. <laughs> the shaking intensity scale has to be out of a thousand, or yeah. something.
1: yeah, or we should change it to like you know colors. Yeah, they do yeah. they do they do
2: color code it. Yeah, uh, the the MMI scale, which measures the shaking intensity, they also do Roman numerals instead yes, of uh, exactly sort of what the Richter scale does. But basically. The di- the big difference is the MMI the shaking scale is purely qualitative, whereas the Richter scale is actually a measurement of inner
1: like the energy. Yes, release. energy released, and that's the other thing that's a little bit strange about the yes. the alert because you don't really know what the shaking intensity. Well, I mean, you can you can make a guess. But if you're making a guess, I mean, that's what the early warning app is all about, right? right? It's about making like the best educated guess with the data as fast as you can and getting it out to as many people as possible. Yeah. But in many cases, you would want to just alert mm-hmm. the the blanket alert for all of LA County is going to be very different. Yeah. So as we looked at these maps, uh, you know, in the moments after this quake and, and after the one tonight, we were just looking at the one for the one tonight, the top of LA County, Probably got pretty close to you know maybe four point five five and this you know shaking intensity level. I mean, we, top of it, like, it I looks mean, just like it at the maps, yeah.
0: it's it's right up against for today's quake. Six. It
1: definitely looks yes. like it, it was getting like yes, fours six. or fives tonight. Right, Um, And so that's why it doesn't really work to send a blanket alert to all of LA County being like, we decided no on this one or whatever, because it's still so varied within the region. That's why other apps like the one being developed at the state level called Quake Alert. These are guys that have I've been a beta tester for their app. This is what I've been on the local news for many times because it's worked right now. They don't have the beta testing app supported because they're getting ready to release it. So it's been turned off, you know, for us and other and other for me and other other testers. So I would they Great they got timing. I know they've gotten all these alerts as the testers, them, you know, the developers, but we, you know, the beta testers have been not been getting them for this last batch. But their alert is different. They take the raw information and they look at where you are located and they give you an estimate based on where you are. and it's it's a completely different type of alert, supposedly, because we, as I've said before on this show and other places, we don't actually know what the city's early warning app is supposed to look like, sound like. We don't know. I mean, this is this what is information crazy, will be passed right? along to people before the earthquake happens.
2: Because the, the the whole point of the press conference was to unveil this. Um, you know, like we've talked a lot about as a, as a county. Like that, this has been something that's been discussed for a long time. There have been a, a number of news stories about the fact that many other places in the world where earthquakes are frequent. Cause of concern, they have these early warning systems already in place that allow people to take shelter before the shaking begins. Before they have to actually, like I was uh, going through on Twitter, trying to figure out what it is that you're actually experiencing and then react to it, which is actually hard to do in the moment. And so that's the importance of the app. And so the big, the big rollout in LA was important, and it it got a lot of news because it was, you know, this first of its kind app in California. Now, the fact that, they didn't actually, like, like they, they didn't demonstrate what it would do at all. They didn't really provide clear guidelines. No, they did demonstrate what it would do yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely nothing. But there, you say is, they demonstrated it on the press release. But today. you brought up
1: two really good points because one of the problems with early warning systems, you talked about these other systems in other countries, right? So there's been false alarms in other places. There's been sure. times that it hasn't worked. Um, Japan had a very famous uh, false alarm. Mexico's had one where it, people's certain people yeah. didn't get it you know Hawaii so, said that a
0: missile was about to obliterate that was different that was well, different, it's an, it's different system. system different
1: system but right. um, you have to be very careful about these things because people's trust in them will erode and then they maybe will not respond in the right way You're, you'll get people that will start to ignore the alerts you also can't ping people in in some people's minds you can't just ping people about every quake because then you start to get desensitized and you don't you do know, pay attention or you don't care I personally love getting alerts for every single quake that above, you know, I could set in my, you know, an app in my old app that is getting, you know, updated and, and released to the public. Hopefully, hopefully this summer, hopefully later this year, the statewide one, you could set, I want earthquakes of this magnitude and above to just, just ping me. Yep. And then if it's going to be like expecting shaking, it'll say, it'll play an alarm of some sort. I think you could maybe also choose what you want it to hear. I love it. And then it will say like, songs. you know, weak, sh- <laughs> yeah, songs shook me all night long yep great um and then it will play this you know it'll t- say like weak shaking is expected or whatever on on the app so you have time to prepare and that's the thing that you're talking about mm-hmm. that makes people feel better just knowing and not having that jolt of adrenaline in your body like that is freaking out that freaks out me enough you know right. just to not have to experience that again with my kids if I would know ahead of time, that would make me feel so much better. Yes,
2: yeah, and you get you get the opportunity to move past that initial "What do I do?" Oh yeah, yes. But wh- while Pick you're which not of actually. your children to. Exactly. Say, it's like... a tough decision. So, but I, I do think that the, there is uh, there is a real uh, concern that I get about the alert fatigue. Like, there's something that. We've been talking about in recent years of like adding to our Amber Alert system um, alerts about uh, hit and run events. Um, and people have said, you know, that you do run the risk of, of people just like tuning them out as, entirely. by the way, happens with Amber. Alerts. Of course. Yeah, yes. of course does happen with Amber Alerts. However, I, I do think we're, we're talking about a public safety app. And so the issue of users being able to trust uh, the information that's coming through cuts the, both ways. Uh, And you have to be concerned about people trusting that if you're telling them that an earthquake is going to happen, that you're not giving them false alarms. But you also have to instill in them the trust that when there is a significant event, that they're going to know about it beforehand. Otherwise, you're really providing them no benefit whatsoever. I had people um, on Twitter, I mean, somewhat Tongue in cheek, but I I think that there's a a bit of truth to this as well. Saying that they, you know, they don't want the the earthquake yesterday. The fourth quake was not uh, significant enough that they would have wanted the app to cause them to panic. And and I think that my reaction to that is that the app shouldn't cause you to panic, right? Like it it, that shouldn't be the that shouldn't be. But if it said weak shaking is expected, and then I got that, I'm not mad
0: that i was alerted that that was coming yeah it would save me from being terrified it all
1: also depends on the design of the message that you get and how it arrives on your phone and how you look at it and what it looks like and says because and we and not knowing what it's going to say i mean that's the other crazy thing about inciting mass panic or something we don't want to do if this graphic comes up that's like drop cover hold on and that's all it says, or something. Right. You know, I mean, what is everybody it did show going on to some do?
0: Graphic that your there would be some text on your phone that said like, like drop and cover, or something like that. I, I do mm-hmm. think I, I
2: think that there are really like two. That, I, I texted this to you guys yesterday. I think there are two real possibilities here. One is that the app didn't function as as designed, or that the design of the app is flawed. Let me say something about the difference between so that as we were. Sitting down
0: to record this, eating the 4th of July pie that my wife made yesterday and just giving up. They uh, they updated the app. Right. We all saw that they had updated it. We don't know exactly when it happened, but it happened today on right. the 5th. Uh, so most people obviously hadn't updated. So it's unclear if if like if the app would have worked today or if it did work for anyone who coincidentally did update
1: someone just I, I was just checking someone had replied to me and said that they updated the app right after tonight's quake and it it's the the newest update has now just been added since then that's just one person responding so since then so they must have pushed the update that sounds like that if makes if sense because accurate.
0: the update is not good the <laughs> the time zone that it shows is utc uh, which is what my phone is dead from texting it's on it's
2: my phone. G- I love them. It's basically GMT in
0: okay. in tech speak okay great well
1: they get a lot of earthquakes in the uk so, so we
0: get to know yeah we get to know what time it is in the uk also the map used to default to the uk uh, when you decide to look at it you would have to navigate now, yeah, over like, to it's california so
1: busy getting across the ocean this, this is, this which works by the way happening completely empty because yeah. the,
0: the entire map <laughs> it's there now of the though. World. there's map there's Yeah, and there they
1: do now. show recent in the earthquakes U- united states <laughs> they're there i think we, so, I think this we is, can but,
2: say that that this app Clearly, whatever else may be true of this app, it clearly did not go through a lot of user testing. This was not. I I think it's more likely than not that they got
0: lucky yesterday that the fourth quake fell into some narrow parameters of how the thing was supposed to function, that it wasn't going to go off in any case. And tonight, it. It should have gone off in a lot of LA County, according to their like five or above on the shaking scale. Right. right. And I, I would uh, correct, I would love to be wrong and hear that, like, oh, yeah, in the Northwest County, like it did go off. It actually did work. I would, I,
1: yeah, that would be awesome. But it, it doesn't geolocate like that. It was send to the whole county, is what we it, were
0: told. It was broken. It was not functioning. But this properly. is also a
1: flaw in blanket alert for the entire yes. county. I yes. mean, you can't, you, we might as well just. Send up, sign everybody up for LA Quakebot and just be like an earthquake habit. You know, yeah. it's just like yes. it's just, it's it's not it's not useful how does for the, a place but, as big as LA County. How does
0: the USGS one work?
1: The USGS one is it, they use the same USGS data. It's called yes. ShakeAlert data. So it's it's not
0: and it also geolocates it,
1: you. It checks where you are. Yes. So it gives you a very specific you know countdown. In my case, you know, be, and I and I don't know how it's going to actually work once it gets rolled out to the entire state. Okay. But what I saw was. I would get a countdown based on where I was, and my countdown would be different from your countdown if you were in Santa Monica, for example, or you know a different distance from the actual that earthquake. That sounds like how it should work. That's that's the way that makes it the most useful to people. Although some people have said that the countdown is not helpful because of you know panic or things like you said, but mm-hmm. it's what it's what people get in Mexico. It's what is in Japan. The other big part of it, though, is that all these buildings and companies and you know public agencies in like Mexico City and in Tokyo also have these on loudspeakers, on television, on, you know, we had. you could go to a public place and hear yep. like an alert or something go off at schools. Like people are very used to these things. So that's the missing part of the puzzle that we haven't, I haven't heard much about that in LA at all. I mean, mm-hmm. we should have, a a blanketed blanketed like alert system for the city so if i was in target yeah target shoppers (laughs) would be able to know what's going on and not have to rely on being next to our phones all the time
2: yeah good luck getting that through the silver lake neighborhood council we've
0: only been talking about this for half an hour where we could go the entire time i do want to say briefly the things that we should be doing better on a city level in terms of preparation are investing in solar uh, which is much less susceptible to uh, just being completely knocked out by... Oh, yeah, yeah. Distributed uh, solar. Yes. 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 Instead of um these, like, the, the poles power lines. everywhere, which would put the city out of commission for Well, ever, Elon Musk basically. could dig
1: tunnels to help us underground our power lines.
0: Well, he does have a solar company. I do sort of <laughs> right. wish it we were hearing be, a little more about that. It would be that. an amazing yes. contribution. And also uh, replenishing our groundwater, which we've talked about with different initiatives yes. in the past. Measure, I don't remember... From the last uh, cycle w? was yes, Measure W. That's Sometimes right. Sometimes they work. Um, was uh, was supposed to help out with that, but the more groundwater access we have, the less we have to rely on importing water from these very faraway sources and those uh, across
1: the San Andreas Fault yes, when they come here. <laughs> it's
0: very likely that those lines would get disrupted. So if we want to be prepared for a really really bad earthquake. Um, I think those are two of the things that we should be And a shout doing. out to
1: another great podcast about earthquakes, KPCs, the big the one. The big one, If you yes. want to be even they more terrified if that's, you go a giant to hit. sleep. <laughs> Before you go to sleep tonight, fire that up and you'll feel.
0: And you've written a lot about uh, retrofitting.
1: Retrofitting, we are a long way from a lot of, I mean, we have a big retrofitting program and you can get your house bolted to its foundation. You get money from the state to do it. But we are so far away from countries like Chile, which use, do have uh, building codes called a reusable building, which basically our buildings are designed to maybe not kill people, but they still will fall down. And in other places, they're designed to not fall our down. Our buildings
0: are disposable. <laughs> and theirs are reusable.
1: So that this is just something we should be thinking a lot about and um, we're not.
0: Okay. Really. It costs a lot of money. Scott, as I said, my phone is dead. What's next on our agenda?
2: So next we want to talk about uh, something that's been going on down at the L.A. Harbor, uh, the por- uh, ports of L.A. and Long Beach. Um, th- there's been a sort of contentious back and forth over the course of the past several weeks and months as um, Maersk, the international shipping titan. Uh, Maersk, yeah has been uh, moving ahead with plans that it has to introduce automated driverless technology to unload containers at the port. The Longshoremen's Union that represents um, over 10,000 workers down there um, has been has come out really strongly in opposition to this plan, even though uh, in, in a previous round of contracting points out that they had Signed an agreement that the, the 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 shipper would be allowed to do this in the future as this technology became available. Um, so we had longshoremen protesting. We had uh, petitions circulating throughout the neighborhoods, which are uh, heavily blue-collar and have a lot of people coming out to work in the the ports. The harbor commission, the big, I guess, the big story from this past week was that the harbor commission had approved Maersk's permits to begin construction on bringing these automated vehicles in and having them charged and ready at the at the harbor. But the city council decided to. Um, Basically, pull that from the harbor commission's discretion and veto their decision. They will
0: not let them bring in these automated vehicles. That the entire city council is lying down in front in front of the vehicles.
2: That is the point of contention now. So, uh, Councilmember Joe buscaino who represents the Port of LA. Uh, in the in the fifteenth council district was the one who put this motion before the council to veto the harbor uh, the harbor approval of Maersk's plan. However, shortly before the city council voted on this item, uh, a couple of days before Maersk sent a letter to Garcetti and city council, basically saying, Wh- "Whatever you vote to do, we're going to do exactly what we told you we were going to do. We're going to start." using these automated they've already ordered and constructed these driverless container moving vehicles which are massive like 45 feet tall they're they're enormous mm. basically they're just saying that they, they have a uh, a quote where they say that joe buscaino is confused uh he has a misunderstanding about what it is the permit they're voting on is actually going to do huh. uh basically they're saying the contract that they have already gives them the right to use this technology. L.A. City Council has no further discretion, and I guess the the union doesn't have a right to strike on this particular issue uh, due to the contract. Um, so it's not really clear, at least based on on what Mayor is saying, it's not really clear that the city itself can do anything to stop them from beginning to use this. They can only stop in the narrow sense, uh, the the specific construction permit, which I believe is for charging stations for these vehicles huh. so they would have to charge them in a different way i suppose but okay. they can't actually stop them from using them this is a major point of contention because uh, the Longshoremen's union said that when they signed this contract they were under the impression that the uh, automated elements of the facility that was, was coming in uh, online uh, would be used to enhance worker productivity. And not to uh, actually cut jobs. Now they're saying that there could be as many as 500 job cuts as a direct consequence of this, which mayors did not contest. But of course, improving worker productivity and layoffs, I think. And also there's climate
1: benefits because the more efficient that we can unload and load up these container ships, that is, you know, the port is a huge emissions generator for the county region and pollution and all these other, you know, big problems. So Automation is key to yep. making sure that we can streamline operations. It
2: is the, uh, the so in the L.A. Times article about this, they do point out that the the ports are the largest uh, single source of pollution in all of Southern California and have been for a, a long time. I would say making the most dramatic improvements in a lot of cases have, in terms yes. of their emissions. So there, there is a question of whether or not specific plans that have been put in place around the harbor, uh, the the plan to get to like a a zero net energy consumption at the, yeah. at the port, could reasonably be uh, be achieved without some degree of automation, which uh, the LA Times points out the union has. Uh, sort of a, a history of favoring as long as it comes with some sort of worker protections and benefits. So uh-huh. there is a, a possibility maybe that I, I think if the, the union can insert themselves enough into this process that mayors considers a, a done deal that they could possibly achieve some degree of of better worker protections next time around. But in the current status quo, there doesn't seem to be much that the city council can do about this uh, state of affairs.
0: I mean, the long term on this is massive job loss. It sounds like right, but uh, I mean, I don't know if any job should just exist for its own sake, right? Just to, I mean, like, I mean, this is why you, you know, you have a, you expand the social safety net. Like, if a job does not need to exist, people could either not have to do the job or get paid more to do something else that is of somewhat more social value. I mean, this is the. Most simplistic anecdotal thought you could possibly have. But I mean, the fact that, you know, we can't get for our like neighborhood group, we can't get uh, caseworkers who work past 3 p.m. on Saturdays because they're right. so understaffed. They yeah. cannot send a body from Lhasa to do this. And the idea that like hundreds and hundreds of people at the port could be. Doing a job that has no reason to exist. Sure. I mean, it seems like there's some degree of reshuffling that could be happening here Maybe not for this generation of workers. Yeah, but maybe we're not sending new ones to do these tasks that should not the jobs that humans do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think coming from a, well, th- this is an, an interesting application of the, the driverless technology that is is very much in the news right now uh, that would be completely within the, the container terminal that Maersk operates. Um, so yes, a, a large potential to improve the efficiency of the ports. Of course, we've had in the past due to labor shortages and other factors, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, like there will occasionally be a line of container ships Far off the coast because there are not enough uh, available resources to actually get the goods off of the container ships as they come in. So by virtue of these driverless vehicles being able to take containers off of ships for a full day as opposed to the 16 hour day that uh, the human workers are doing currently, it is, uh, you know, a third more or 50 percent more uh, Mm. productivity. That is I think there is. A clear reason to do that if uh, if L.A.'s joint port operation is going to continue to handle 40 percent of uh, the container input that comes into this country. That being said, I mean, like you're saying, Hayes, there, there has to be some kind of way that we take into account what the people that are currently doing this job could potentially do instead. This is something that a lot of other countries that have strong union laws, stronger than America's union laws, have uh, been able to do with a bit more success than we have in France. uh, They introduced driverless trains a long time ago. Japan has driverless trains. These are union jobs that are going away, that being train driver, Mm -hmm. uh, being replaced by nobody, but you're able to um, find other places for those people to work so that the loss is not felt as acutely, but you can still get the benefits that come with some degree of automation. Right. Um, so that is that is really, I think, what uh, is, is beholden upon the the city council to find some way to facilitate that, because basically Mareske is giving them an ultimatum saying, if you continue to impede our ability to automate our own port terminal here, then we're just going to start moving our freight to other ports in the Gulf right. of Mexico and on the East Coast, um, which would also be very bad for L.A. jobs. Right. I, I mean, and they don't have to be
0: it's like shifted into being caseworkers, obviously, but we just need bodies. There's a labor shortage. I mean, there's no way to incentivize yeah. moving some of these jobs around if they if they are disappearing. I don't know. What's
2: next? Uh, so next we have um, a I don't know. It's not a fun story about homelessness, but it is about Trump and his, I don't know, willingness to help out LA, uh, which I think has never been a question before that he's not willing to help us. So he was being interviewed by who? Yeah. So we have Trump in an interview with Tucker Carlson talking about homelessness in American cities and basically insinuating that the federal government might do something about homelessness. Intervene. Yeah. Which he says he already did in D.C. It Kind of in the way that he he says, like, federal government intervention, um, not in terms of, you know, social spending or support of programs that local governments are doing, which has actually been, the, the latter of those has been the typical Republican model. But he usually says it in a way that Almost insinuates like some kind of occupation. When he says we're going to send people, we're going to do something about
0: it. Like he said, with uh, Chicago, like violence in Chicago and all that. What he's picturing is army guys rappelling out of helicopters. And
2: uh, just like taking the city by force. Yeah. Um, and, And that is exactly what it comes off as. I mean, we have we have him saying that the issue of homelessness in American cities started Two, two years, years ago, ago, which is yeah. which is an interesting, I mean, and completely false claim. Uh, that make
1: it his fault though.
2: That was a strange thing. I to, mean, if
1: it said it only started take two years for. ago. It would be it,
2: it, he is saying that it is the fault of liberal mayors in yeah. these cities.
1: Western-style liberals. Yeah, liberalism. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. Bill de Blasio, of course, is running for the Democratic nomination for president. San Francisco, he just hates L.A. Garcetti was considering a run for president. So he's taking shots at a lot of these Democratic cities. And feeding into the narrative that is very popular amongst his base—that basically any liberal city is—is is a complete dangerous, uh, yeah. you know, no-go zone or whatever. So he's saying things that are bad and wrong, and uh, and actively stigmatizing to our unhoused and neighbors. Made the empathetic case for doing something about it. That uh, leaders of
0: foreign governments can't be walking around and seeing the stuff. Oh, my God. That was
2: like his argument for why we should fix this problem. When we have leaders of the world coming in to see the president of the United States and they're riding down a highway, they can't be looking at that. I really believe that it hurts our country. (laughs) They can't be looking at scenes like you see in Los Angeles and San Francisco. So, yes, exactly. It's, It's embarrassing for him personally, and he's willing to roll tanks down. Uh, Main Street in L.A. if that's what it takes to yeah. to stop the typhus from spreading or, or whatever he thinks that he's doing. Uh, the possibly more interesting part of this than the asinine comments that he made was the response from some of our political leaders, including Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, who basically were like, great, you're interested. You want to so help So great
0: that people are talking about this. Any conversation about it is welcome. Right. Uh, Please come down. Come visit L.A. and we'll look at the problem. We can fix the problem together. He also took the opportunity to say he's he's wrong that it happened two years ago. It actually happened 40 years ago. (laughs) He did say it was like problems that have been decades in the making. So not two years ago, but also not
2: six years ago when I took office. Taking responsibility does
1: not mean... Being responsible, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) So, but I I did think this was interesting. It was also it was echoed by um, Supervisor Mark Ridley Thomas out of the second Supervisorial district. Mike
0: Bonin, to his credit, did not take that line. He basically said, "Like this guy's a freaking chump. Good. Uh, Like, (laughs) like, uh, he has no authority to speak on this subject at all. That is why even entertain his
2: his opinion on it. We're talking about somebody who is currently, like at, as of the moment of this recording, arguing that uh, his ad lib about the army taking over airports during the Revolutionary War was caused by the teleprompter that he couldn't read in the rain or whatever. Um, so no, I don't think that his uh, his input on the socio-historic factors that lead to a homeless crisis is, is welcome at all. I, I, I mean, he's somebody who has done more than anything uh, more than anyone to threaten and demean everybody who lives in this city and every other large city in the country so i don't understand like what is there to be gained by I, it makes we've talked about this before
0: it makes no sense to me on any level i mean i guess it like in the in some world of the rules of politeness like uh, an etiquette He's got the high ground now and is like, well, like, I, I would love to show you around Skid Row and Trump is going to be so wounded by, yeah. like, oh, God, like... Put-
2: I mean, if Garcetti were running a society column in, like, yes. 1910, he yes. would be yes. That's perfect. what it feels right. like. It feels like <laughs> Emily Post. But, uh, I mean... The idea, so
0: I online uh, said that this was like the right approach and a good idea as a joke. (laughs) Everyone took it seriously. I am ruined. (laughs) I don't understand why you couldn't just say this. Listen to this guy. He's an idiot. Why? Like uh, everything he's saying is provably
2: false. And it doesn't even like you can say uh, as de Blasio or Garcetti or whoever, you can say whatever the hell you want. It doesn't. First of all, it doesn't. You, nothing you say that is positive about Trump will reflect well on you or help you in any way. And nof- nothing you say negative about Trump will actually hurt you in any way. He's, no, the HUD term- money's
0: not coming.
2: <laughs> they are not giving money for extra money for Section 8. They are
0: taking it away from mixed income families now. They are taking food stamps away that are going to throw people out on the street. There is no playing to yeah, you like, can be
1: like you could fix this if you were a reasonable
2: person. he's not a rational actor no. i you? mean be, yes
0: yes he's not a rational actor i mean i would say there's maybe another approach to say like you could fix this right now if you did this this and yeah. this thing instead of come to los angeles
2: and inspect the problem with me That's not going to happen i, I mean the, the problem is with your your proposed sentence is that by the time you add a subordinate clause, you've already yes. lost his attention, yes. right? And so, like, and he's the, not
0: going to look at the <laughs> cameras from a plane.
2: No, <laughs> there's, there's just no, there's no benefit. There's no point to any of this, and I wish that it would stop happening. Related but,
0: to this yeah. downtown, so there's a what's called a petition to intervene going on now on one of these lawsuits that have just been settled by the city about. The rights of people who are homeless to hang on to their possessions, basically. There was just a settlement from a lawsuit that was pushed along by the ACLU that says that you're not allowed to throw out people's possessions beyond things that are obviously toxic. I think sofas you can throw out, uh, but it limits the rights of law enforcement and sanitation workers to take away people's things. As we talked about on the show in the past, confiscating people's possessions has led to people losing important documents. It's slowed down the process of getting them into housing. And in a specific case, a uh, man's heart medication was thrown out that led to him uh, dying. A group Is intervening on this settlement? They think that the city made the wrong choice by basically obeying a a court
2: order. In this case, Uh, the group is called what? So this petition was brought by a group called the DTLA Alliance for Human Rights. Uh, This is a this is basically a new group that is composed of people in the what we what was colloquially. Uh, by business interest referred to as the Central City East I believe area and, right. and there's a, a business improvement district but, there that includes no one, a number of the same people. Yes, but no one is in the in the Bid is taking credit for
0: being a part of this petition. I believe they asked people in a lot of the downtown business improvement districts, and they're like, "No, that's not us. We're not part of the
2: petition." Uh, no, they they have uh two of the uh you're you're so you're thinking of the CCA, the Central. I'm thinking City of is-
0: the CCA, and I'm thinking of uh, the uh, one of the downtown bids. R- Arena Letty, who I think runs the fashion district bid, maybe said that they were not
2: on it. Right. These these specific people, the the Central City East uh, oh, okay. people, a- are actually involved in this. Uh, one of them is President of uh, an arts nonprofit, Inner City Arts, uh, Bob Smiland, and uh, the Skid Rose union rescue mission, which is run by Reverend Andy Bales, who's okay. also a member of the board of that bid.
0: So, I yes, I saw that in the article. They are part of the DTLA Alliance for Human Rights. They said that they were not part of this petition. I see. Okay. So it's different individuals right. okay. associated yes. Yes. with the DTLA Alliance for Human Rights. It's all incredibly confusing because something named that you wouldn't be think would be fighting to have people's possessions thrown away. Their argument is that it's, keeping them healthier because of typhus and other diseases like spreading around the
1: encampments.
2: They're also saying that that the city is basically endangering people by the way that they've gone about settling this case, by the fact that they did that behind closed doors, which is interesting given the fact that the city was actually fighting to continue to be able to seize belongings off the street. they just gave up because... Because it seemed like they yeah. were going to, to lose. To lose. Um, so it does seem interesting that the, the contention that the city is in some way, in this case, fighting to protect the, the right of people to maintain their belongings on the street. That is also not what's happening here. No,
0: it's all bewildering in terms of like who's Interests are what, and like, who is actually fighting on behalf of
2: the homeless in this case? Which is technically nobody.
0: Technically nobody, except for the
2: ACLU. Um, we we have yes. Yeah, so the 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 Mitchell versus Los Angeles case was brought on the grounds that it is unconstitutional to judge. Like, if you are homeless, you still have constitutional rights. You have the right to protection against uh search and seizure for basically no reason. You can have property. Even if you are homeless, right. and even was, if you can't like block the sidewalk or whatever, they're allowed to make you pick up your tent.
0: They're not allowed to throw away your stuff, right? And they're yeah, they're not allowed to say. I think the rule they were trying to make happen was that anything that goes beyond a sixty gallon, 60 gallon bag. bag, yes, but right. that
2: didn't fly, right? Um, yes, the, the the Constitution so often foils LA's <laughs> attempts <laughs> to do uh, really weird and arbitrary things like this in in public space. Um, but the the interesting. I, I think so. The, the interesting relationship here is between the the bid, the business improvement district and the city. These uh, the, the business improvement districts are basically groups of private interests that are paying money in to have streets cleaned regularly, uh, to have private, private security. security. Which are armed? I don't know that that is universally the case. I, are I, some? I used to live in the historic core, and I'm fairly positive the historic core was not armed, but I don't know if none of them are. But yes, so private security. There frequently are um, issues with the use of private security uh, in in business areas downtown where they come into contact with uh, homeless individuals. I will say I've personally observed a lot of the security people there being very nice and polite and respectful to homeless individuals. But I've also heard uh, many anecdotes where that is not the case, and certainly. Uh, it seems like a weird way to uh, de facto police uh, the use of public space in a given area. It makes sense that a group composed of these type of people who are business owners, landowners, uh, the people that we would generally think of as being responsible for the infusion of investment capital in the Skid Row area in general, would not want anything in place that will tend to uh, extend the length of time that we'll have homeless people living on the streets in Skid Row. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, sure, right? And so then we'll just... Uh, the, the question is, can this petition actually be used to to stop the city from... Or basically to force the city to go back and do a thing that makes itself yeah. very liable to... And civil what damages. happened? I mean, it's up, up to a judge, right? It's legal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have
0: another... Uh, correction to make related to homelessness. Actually, not really a correction, but an amendment. We were talking last week about the Services Not Sweeps campaign and how the city council had voted unanimously to allow... LAPD to continue going out on these sweeps. Right. While that is technically true, we didn't include uh, the council member Mike Bonin put forward a motion that Herb Wesson seconded that says basically in 30 days they're going to look again at police involvement in these sweeps.
2: Yeah, and then the other part was that they were saying that the the city sanitation and the police would have to provide a justification right. for the use of police, which I, I don't know. I, does that seem like likely to change anything to you? Because it I'm, seems to I me mean, like they are. I'm already sure did. they
0: will show up and say we have a justification for this, but then it's just another chance for city council to, yep. you know, like put their names on LAPD continuing to go out on these sweeps despite a lot right. of resistance. But anyway, it is like point is, it is still, it's not a done deal. It is an ongoing issue for now. For now, I guess the next uh, 20 days or something like that good night everyone uh stay say you um the last embers of your fire are probably dying out <laughs> right now
2: the last sterno can has got you ate too much of your rations too early if, if you're wondering why we did this on friday night is because we did not survive the sixth quake <laughs> or, or the seventh quake if you're hearing this
0: we're gone. We're in the Earth's core. Uh thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Maybe bye.
1: Yeah.